Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com. This is St. Louis Public Radio. It's Thursday, May 6th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. The garrison commander at Fort Leonard Wood says living on post should not be a bad thing. Most of the neighborhoods that I grew up in uh, were were pretty tight-knit. We we knew our neighbors and knew them well. In just a few minutes, St. Louis Public Radio's Jonathan All reports on the Army base reinstating its mayor program to help improve life on post. New estimates from the U.S. Census Bureau show the St. Louis region's population remained at around 2.8 million from 2019 to 2020. But as St. Louis Public Radio's Eric Schmidt reports, the city and many regional counties lost residents. The population for the city of St. Louis dipped below 300,000 for the first time since the 19th century. St. Louis County and nearly every county in the Metro East also lost population, while St. Charles, Jefferson, and Franklin counties in Missouri made gains. Ness Sandoval studies demography and sociology at St. Louis University. He says the data also reveal many counties in the region had more deaths than births. Is this a factor of young people moving out? Are the potential parents actually leaving the region? Or is this simply a fact of people are getting older and a lot of our baby boomers are dying? Sandoval says the answer to those questions will come into focus when the results of the full 2020 census and the American Community Survey are released later this year. I'm Eric Schmid, St. Louis Public Radio. St. Louis and EPA officials say the city's water treatment system needs to be updated. Officials toured the Chain of Rocks water treatment plant yesterday. They have identified more than $400 million worth of upgrades, including the removal of lead service lines. St. Louis Director of Public Utilities, Kurt Scobie, says the city's water is safe, but upgraded systems are necessary to maintain quality. While the needed investment is large, the investment is long-term and critical. These investments will not only benefit us today, but they will benefit our children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren. Leaders are calling for the passage of President Joe Biden's American Jobs Plan to fund the upgrades. A group charting economic growth in the region over the next decade is touting an updated jobs report. As St. Louis Public Radio's Corinne Ruff reports, the organization says it made revisions to an original document after receiving an unprecedented amount of public feedback. Greater St. Louis released a draft of its jobs plan in December, and then the comments started flooding in. Regional leaders complained their counties were left out, and Forward Through Ferguson urged a commitment to anti-racist economic development. Valerie Patton is the Chief Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Officer of Greater St. Louis. She agrees the region can't keep doing the same thing it's always done, because as the cliche goes, that's the definition of insanity. If we want to get past insanity. We're going to have to bring people to the table. We're going to have to treat them with dignity and respect. We're going to have to listen to what they contribute. The feedback was incorporated into new goals, like increasing the number of black employees with quality jobs. Patton calls it radical collaboration and says it's a new concept for fragmented St. Louis. I'm Corinne Ruff, St. Louis Public Radio. Budget negotiators in Missouri have agreed on funding for higher education, hospitals, and the public defender system. The Missouri Independent reports committee members spent hours yesterday going through spending items in the more than $30 billion financial blueprint. 
The package going up for votes today in the House and Senate includes nearly $25 million for higher education, roughly $50 million to help thousands of residents mistakenly paid unemployment benefits last year, and hundreds of millions of dollars going to mortgage assistance and rental help to prevent COVID-19-related foreclosures and evictions. Members of the legislature have a 6 p.m. Friday deadline to pass budget bills. Fort Leonard Wood is bringing back its mayor program. Each of the six neighborhoods in the nearly 100-square-mile Army installation in the Missouri Ozarks has elected a mayor. St. Louis Public Radio's Jonathan All reports the goal is to improve conditions for families living on base. A report from the Government Accountability Office in March shows that oversight of maintenance and conditions at housing at military bases remains too limited to ensure that soldiers and their families aren't living in substandard conditions. Fort Leonard Wood Garrison Commander Jeffrey Payne hopes the mayor program will help fix that. The mayors will meet regularly with each other, commanders, and Balfour Beatty, the private company that manages on-base housing. Payne says military housing shouldn't feel like a temporary place to live. I grew up as a military brat. In military communities, and my experience is that most of the neighborhoods that I grew up in uh, were were pretty tight-knit. Uh, we, we knew our neighbors and knew them well. And, and so there's a lot of that, that that we'd like to provide the opportunity to bring back. Payne says the mayor program, which was discontinued at Fort Leonard Wood in 2015, has had success at other places he's served, and he hopes it will bring a stronger sense of community. But it's not just about feelings. It's also about basic maintenance and safety. Emma Keyes, her soldier husband, and their kids lived at Fort Leonard Wood until they were reassigned earlier this year. She says there were many problems with her home, including ant and cockroach infestations and mold. Key says she was told the mold had been removed after she complained last spring. In July, I found more mold growing under our daughter's shared a bedroom, and it was underneath their windowsills growing down the wall. Keyes calls her family's living experience at Fort Leonard Wood a nightmare, but she also says the mayor program might have helped. If they could have bypassed Belfar Beatty and gone directly to the garrison commander, yes, yes, I do. And so far, the mayors who have been elected say that is definitely part of their job. Sergeant Max Salmon is the mayor of the Eagle Point neighborhood. He says just a couple months in, the residents he represents haven't been shy to tell him about problems. They said they've gone to BBC Balfour Beatty. They've gone to them before, but sometimes things just get lost in the craziness of the day. So now they have a centralized voice that they send me a message, I write it down, and then I kind of prioritize. If it's public safety, I make an immediate phone call. Salman says as mayor, he has the authority to bring concerns to upper management at the housing company or to the garrison commander. Colonel Payne says that's exactly what he wants. He says he's planning what he calls a walking town hall, where people in charge walk through neighborhoods and hear directly from the soldiers and families who live on post. Hey, look at this. I, I've put a request in to fix this maintenance problem, and I can't seem to get it fixed. And we've got all the right people there to, to be able to immediately address it and get the resources applied to, to fix the problem and make it a great, great place for that family to live. And Payne says while addressing maintenance and repair issues are definitely important, he also wants to underscore the mayor's ability to help create that sense of home he wants soldiers to feel. 
Sergeant Ty Fogel moved to Fort Leonard Wood just two months ago, but he ran for mayor and is currently putting new landscaping in front of his house in the Stonegate neighborhood. Fogel says in addition to helping his neighbors with any problems, he also wants to lead by example. There's a sense of just continuity and responsibility for everybody. So they're like, okay, this is my foxhole. This is my area. So I'm going to actually um, take care of it and make sure that everybody knows, well, this is this is uh, Fogel's house. I want it to look really good. He's doing a really good job. So I think everybody wants that, that, that sense of, okay, I'm doing a good job. For all the early success of the mayor program, keeping it going will be the challenge. Most soldiers stationed at Fort Leonard Woods stay for 18 months to three years, including the garrison commander. And the goal is to make the program so successful and essential that it becomes part of Fort Leonard Wood's culture, even after its current participants have moved on. In Rolla, I'm Jonathan All, St. Louis Public Radio. Our Fred Ehrlich edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. Before wrapping up, Cardinals fans have selected former first baseman Keith Hernandez as this year's inductee into the team's Hall of Fame. He played 10 seasons with the Cardinals. Hernandez was the National League co-MVP in 1979 and part of the Cards' 1982 World Championship team. He will go into the Cardinals Hall of Fame in August in a ceremony including 2020 inductees Tom Herr, John Tudor, and Bill White. A ceremony was not held last year because of the pandemic. Have a great Thursday. I'm Wayne Pratt. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at choosewood.com.